Welcome to the Point of Convergence podcast. I am your host, Grant Lira. Get ready to sit down, tune in, and implement. Remember, the knowledge you learn here and anywhere else in your life is only worth something to you if you use it. So get implementing after this episode and enjoy. All right, welcome to another episode of Point of Convergence. Today, we are joined by Logan Flynn of Decisive Action very, very excited to be talking. This has been a long time in the making. Uh, today, we're going to really kind of dig into a little bit about, you know, what these guys have done in the past, their philosophies, and what makes them so unique in this space. So without further ado, I want to introduce everybody to my friend, Logan. How is everything going today? How are you doing, Grant? It's, uh, it's good. It's, it's been an interesting week for us. We've been pretty busy uh, with, a, with a new client of ours. We Started with them a few weeks ago and, and just kind of um, had to had to tag along with them for for some additional time. I think we're going to stick with them long term. So I'm I'm joining you remotely from the middle of nowhere today. And that is part of the job. I'm assuming you guys do a lot of travel. That's right. That's right. It's always it's always something new. If you're if you're looking for a kind of of a, a repeatable. Uh, repeatable space and repeatable uh, job location. This is not the industry. <laughs> Absolutely. And then within that too, like curious more about logistics stuff. So you guys, you know, you, you move around a lot. Do you have like a certain set time where you're like, okay, I'll take two months on three months off. Or is it just like kind of whenever you guys are out and about and you take that time off when you need to, how do you guys structure that in your own, you know, personal lives, not, talking as much about business just wondering the balance yeah so balance is always a struggle for us um you know for for what we do um i I guess let me kind of back up i'll i'll kind of try to explain to the audience what our business is um just so you know security has a lot of different aspects to it you can you know you think security you, you you all sorts of different things come to mind um what we do is we we provide executive protection um we do a lot of secure transportation. We do consulting. Um, we help with logistics. We do workplace violence stuff. I mean, it, it kind of runs, it, we do all sorts of stuff. Uh, our, our typical clientele would be um, CEOs, politicians, music artists, um, all the way down to everyday people and everyday companies that just have a unique situation that they need uh, protection or, or security staffing for. Um, and so with that, you know, you're, you're typically encountering people when they're at their most vulnerable, when they're at their, their, their wits end. Um, a lot of times we do have a heads up, you know, there'll be a, just a standard movement taking place. There'll be, you know, an, an event or, or a, a client needs to fly from one city to another and just wants protection while they're there. Um, but a lot of the stuff that we get is, is kind of last minute. They've had an incident happen or they have a a significant uh, worry that one's going to happen, and they'll they'll call us in. So for us, balancing that that personal time with the professional is is always a challenge because you have to be available for these people. And and for us, um, we're a small company. I, I take a, a very big interest in every single one of our clients, um, even at top leadership. I mean, I like to be heavily involved in everything that we're doing, not not so much to micromanage it, but just to to make sure that they're getting that face time with me uh, and being able to, to kind of oversee those those needs and figure out which agent is going to fit them the best and, and what's going to help them in their specific scenario. 
So for, for me, it, the, the balance issue is, is a struggle. I, I don't have that all figured out yet. Uh, you can ask my wife. I, I've got a wife and three kids and, and trying, to, trying to always be there for them and then build the, the business is, is definitely a struggle. But I get it in. I get in that, that family time when I can. For sure. For sure. And then within that too, like, I want to also take a sec and just like look into kind of where you guys are at in your business right now. Like what, you know, your plan is here for the next, like what the year's over halfway done already, which is insane. So I guess like, what are you guys looking at coming up here for the rest of the year? More jobs. You, you said you were staying with these guys long-term. It might sound like, so what does the rest of the second half of the year look like? Yeah. So uh, for for 2020, uh, we, were, we were really blessed when everyone else was kind of struggling and, and we ended up having, you know, if you if you look at, at the world as a whole, most of our, our celebrity clients, our CEO clients, um, those kind of those really uh, in the public eye type people, they're not traveling as much. There's not a, as many shows going on. There's not as many events, business meetings. So, you know, we, we were really worried, you know, how, how is that going to impact business? Um, but unfortunately for, for the world, but, you know, kind of fortunately for the security industry as a whole, there was a lot of unrest last year, uh, 2020 politically, there were some issues there, I mean, everyone watched the news. We all saw what was kind of going on. So that, that opened up opportunities for us, um, to cater to those specific needs. We had, we had different types of companies reaching out to us that had concerns, um, you know, for their businesses, we, we had um, news agencies that we were protecting while they were trying to cover this stuff. So last year, it ended up being a very busy year for us. Um, and and it, it, I mean, it, it really got, got pretty crazy. Um, and then this year, as things started to open back up, you know, it, it, we kind of got back to normal and we had a lot of our higher end clients, uh, not higher end, but our, our high visibility clients, our, our CEOs and and businessmen and those those types of people, those executives started kind of coming out of hiding again uh, and hitting the road, doing the things that they needed to do. So that as that ramps up um, and continues to normalize, uh, we will just you know I, I think that that this year is going to just be a continuation of this or, or of that. I, I think um, you know with the new the new Delta variant or, or whatever is going on with COVID, we may we may kind of be taking a few steps back. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Things have been have been great so far, and, and we're happy with how business is going. Well, that's awesome to hear. And then within that too, you know, it's an interesting world. I feel like a lot of people don't know a ton about it. So, how did you guys get your start in this? Like, how does one get their foot in the door? Like, how do you go about starting a company like this? Yeah, that is probably the one of the most asked questions I ever get, um, especially from from guys that are you know, veterans or law enforcement, because a lot of people, they want to, they want to be in the, in this industry. And, and what I tell people is it's a, it is always for, for 99% of us, it's a struggle to get your foot in the door. Um, you know, for me, I, I was in the Marines for a brief amount of time. Um, and, and then I, I had a, a back injury. So I was forced out. Um, after that, you know, I, I got hit up by a couple of different companies that were recruiting to do stuff overseas. Um, you know, there was a lot of this is back. This is back in 2010. So there's a lot of overseas contracting things going on, um, not necessarily with Blackwater specifically, but those type of you know PMC companies. So there was a lot of opportunities there. I did not end up going over there and doing any of that stuff, but it did kind of pique my interest. Um, so I, I ended up going out to a, a, a school out in Colorado 
used my veterans benefits to go there. Uh, and, and it's, it was called ESI. They, they, they always marketed themselves as kind of the Harvard of, of bodyguard schools. Um, had a good experience there um, and, and ended up getting out and building a clientele kind of on my own. And it was just through using a network, um, talking to other people in the industry and trying to find those clients um, as, as I could find them. You know, I had to do other things to, to make a living at the time. But over, over years, I grew that into a pretty extensive Rolodex of, of my own personal clients. Um, and then in 20, say 2013, I ended up getting with Decisive Action. It was owned by, uh, by our two previous owners. Um, those guys uh, have, have since stepped away to go and do other things. And, and the company was built by them. Um, it, it had some security aspects to it, but it was very focused on the weapons and tactics side. Um, and I love that stuff. I love training. I love, I love the guns and, and, the, and the fighting and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, those are tools that, that we use in the industry and they're, and they're skill sets that we have to have. But I was always about uh, the security itself and, and the client relations and the customer service. You know, all the kind of James Bond, you know, stuff you see on TV, that's that's not what a, a modern day bodyguard, and I, I use air quotes, just because we prefer executive protection agent in the industry. Bodyguard is kind of your stereotypical, you know, 400 pound guy that just stands there and looks mean. That's, that is a old way of doing things. And I don't think that that flies in any boardroom or, or, or with any sort of C-suite level executive today. They're not going to you're not going to roll around with a guy that looks like that and acts like that. So you've got to, it, it's a, there's a new level of sophistication that it takes to work with these people and, and, and kind of get them through their unique struggles. Um, but, you know, back to the, back to the company, you know, it, it was really focused on the weapons and tactics side. I kind of rode along with that, got into that. We, we taught a lot of classes. We had a lot of uh, really successful courses. We did vehicle tactics and we did shooting courses and, um, long range courses. And then we had a combatives guy and I, you know, that was, that was really great, but I kind of wanted to go into a different direction and really focus on the security contracting. And so a few years back, um, I, I had the opportunity to take over the company. Um, I did that. I brought on, uh, another partner, uh, Nate Straub. He's my, he's my business partner on this. And, and now him and I own it. Um, and since we took over, we have went full blown into the security side of it, uh, and it's grown every year. Uh, usually, we—I mean, there's there was three or four years there where we will, we're doubling our revenue every year, and that's kind of been a, a personal goal of ours to continue. That's amazing. So that's really interesting. You got out of the Marines. You had the back injury. You were approached by some, you know, contracting groups wanted you to go overseas again. I'm assuming and do that. Um, wasn't necessarily in your path went then to Colorado to that school and that's really where you like got your start that's when you found interest and when you build your Rolodex of people that you had you know that's just through networking and everything so that's awesome and then within that too now I know that the last few years here like year and a half maybe with COVID and everything like you said there's been a lot of unrest there's been a lot of um, cause for like services that you guys offer now day to day, right? Not necessarily civil unrest, not necessarily anything like that. If you're working security, does COVID with 
everyone wearing masks and like restrictions and certain things, does that make it easier for you guys to do your job harder? Depends on the situation. Like where does that leave you guys on the day-to-day stuff? Um, From a tactical level, it it does create some challenges. Um, A a good agent, like I said, you know, when, when you get into our our industry and you start talking about kind of what makes a good agent, um, there's a lot of skill sets that go into it. And and there's a ton of schools out there. You know, I went to one, I was happy with my experience there, but there's, there's a lot of them now. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really reputable ones. Um, You know, so what the, the issue with the mask is, at these schools and these, and these training locations, um, one of the big things that you get into is profiling and being able to read a crowd, um, uh, threat detection, um, kind of the whole mentality of being left of bang. You're trying to identify things before they come up. Um, and so for us, if we're, if we're reading faces and we're trying to read body language, you know, we're looking at different planes of the face. Does the top of the face meet, uh, match the bottom of the face when someone's making an expression at us? Um, you know, identifying people that, that we've got on, on maybe a, a specific list that, that are not supposed to be in our vicinity. All those things are definitely a, a new challenge. And then you also have the aspect of um, moving, moving executives and, and, uh, and, and high net worth people from place to place everyone has different preferences. You've got their entourage half the time that you're having to transport as well. You know, are they, are they going to wear their masks? You know, what is, what does the client want done? What are their politics? Because that's come into it now too. Um, you know, so it, it does create some, some definite challenges. And, and like I said, it does obscure the face. So if you're in a, in kind of a high threat uh, situation and you're, and you're looking for those cues, they are not as easy to identify. And that's interesting because I, I think about that. You, you brought up an interesting point, like their entourage too, like the people they carry around with them, right? Like those are also technically, and I guess your responsibility, do they count as like people that you're obviously looking out for because the, I, they are the group, they are the peaceful, or how does that kind of tie into like when you're transporting a person who might have, you know, a group of people with them? Is that something you guys take into no, account? That's a, that's a very, um, that's a very real concern whenever you're whenever you're first talking with a client you know we send out a letter of engagement just like any other business and it kind of specifies in that letter what what specific service is that client looking for um and then it and then it talks about you know who is who is our primary uh point of coverage going to be who's that who's that principal going to be is it is it multiple people is it you know is it a ceo and his family is it a ceo his family and everyone around him because that's going to dictate how many agents it takes, the cost, the logistics. Um, now, when you really get down to it, in a in a threatening situation and in a dangerous situation, are we going to just let members of the of the client's entourage be in harm's way if, if there's something we can do to stop it? Absolutely not. We're gonna we're gonna do what we're trained to do, and we're gonna get that client and and whoever else is around him evacuated. Um, but yeah, it, it is a, it is a real issue and it's something that we do try to address with each client. You know, what is it specifically that we're looking out for and, and who are those, who are those, uh, you know, individual principles that we're looking at? Yeah. And that's interesting too, because like looking a step ahead of that now, like if you do have an entourage, like scanning crowds, important stuff, but you guys do some cool stuff with drones as well. Like you do that aerial, you know, surveillance and stuff yep. like that. Um, when did you start doing that? Has that been like a big 
shift in like what you guys are doing where it makes your job a lot easier now or what primarily do you use those for um so yeah the the uav stuff has been great um i i actually it's funny how we got started with it you know we if you look at our instagram and and, and our social media you can see our you can see a, a kind of a distinct change from the old to the new you can go back and look at all those cool guy gun videos and all that stuff that guys love to, to look at on Instagram. And you can see a lot of drone work being done there. Um, we had a, had a, a media guy, Jeremiah, we, we love him. He, he did a lot. It was before drones got super popular. I mean, he, he was one of the videographers that was using them kind of in the beginning. Um, and so we just started noticing that, you know, hey, these angles he can get for these shooting videos um, and these places he can take it, you know, this is highly valuable for, for the security industry. I'm not saying we came up with it at all. I know that there were people doing it long before we ever did, but, you know, that's kind of when it clicked for us. And so what I decided at that point was I'm going to go ahead and get the FAA license, which, by the way, is very difficult. I, I did not expect to have to basically go through part of a pilot certification. I mean, you have to read these, these airport maps. And I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. But, um, you know, I went through all that, got certified for it. And now it stays in the truck. You know, we have a fleet of Suburbans that we take on, on a lot of these things. And sometimes we use rentals. But either way, there's, there's usually going to be a drone in there that we can throw up real quick. Um, there's a lot of the smaller ones now uh, that, that you can utilize. And those are, I mean, they're getting smaller and smaller and their capabilities are getting a, a lot more enhanced every year. And so more guys on the team have got them and are, and are trained in how to use them. And they're a very valuable asset, especially when trying to work a crowd um, or, or kind of look for, for specifics without being you know, right there face to face with somebody. Yeah, and it, it gives you a lot of cool abilities. Like you said, it's not just something where it's like, you know, vanity thing cool to have. It's extremely useful when implemented the right way. Like you can quite literally take, you know, a situation up here and break it down so you guys can view that on the, you know, tablet, whatever you're, you're using there and see like the entire situation, um, at least from that bird's eye view. It's kind of interesting to see that too. And then getting more into that, talking about a bird's eye view, you guys also do consulting, but more in the way of like, from what I understand, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong here. You guys do a lot of like threat consulting, like liability consulting. Like, tell me like what that looks like when you go up to a business and you do a service like that. Yeah. So every business out there is, is prone to some sort of a vulnerability. And, you know, everyone wants to really focus on kind of the sexy side of the industry. Um, and I, I think we're all guilty of that is, you know, we, we like the fun stuff. Um, the agents like to fun stuff. You know, I, I like fun stuff. But at the end of the day, even the even the everyday business is going to have um, specific issues that need to be addressed as far as liability goes, safety concerns, regulation. And so what we do is we offer uh, a lot of different consulting services that go in and they'll look at a business's uh, all around kind of security posture. Um, look at their access points, um, look at their, their, hiring and, or their hiring and firing methods. Uh, you know, workplace violence is on the rise. It's, it's been an issue for a long time. It's really starting to become prevalent, though. You see it in the news. You know, the news is obsessed with, the, with anything that, uh, that is hyper-violent, so they're going to put it out there. So it seems, like, it seems like you're hearing about it all the time now. 
Um, but you know, when we, a lot of the things that we do consulting wise, aside from, um, you know, providing an agent to deal with, uh, you know, the actual termination of a hostile employee, um, we'll go in and we will advise HR on, um, different ways to address that. You know, we, there's, there's some advice that we like to give them. Um, and, and I won't go too deep into it, but there's things that you can do, um, for an employee that, that you're having issues with that kind of de-escalates things. And that's at the end of the day, that's what we're there to do. We're not, um, we are not, like I said, this is not a movie, this is real life. Clients are not paying you to go be an action hero. They are paying you to de-escalate things, protect their, uh, protect their liability, protect their reputation and protect their, their bodies and their health. Um, and so none of that includes escalating a situation and making it worse, getting into fights, getting into shootouts, all that kind of stuff. And so what we do is we go into businesses, um, especially on the workplace violence side, and we advise on how to, how to de-escalate and make sure that, that we try to do everything that we can to uh, avoid any sort of a violent encounter. But aside from that, you know, it, you, you've, got, you've got camera stuff you can look at. We've got, you know, like I said, access control points. Um, you know, medical issues. There's also that we are, we have a, a, a big checklist that we do, and I'm actually not one of the um, not one of the guys that does those. We have we have an in-house expert that we send out to do those, and and it takes kind of a a very detail-oriented brain to do these um, go through these checklists with these businesses, and you know, we can at the end of the day hand them a piece of paper. And it'll outline, you know, anywhere from from 50 to 150 discrepancies that we see, and we'll we'll make them from the cheapest way that they can fix it to the most expensive and most effective way. And you're basically just giving these people an option on how to enhance their overall safety and security of their business. And it, every business needs it. Um, I, you know, it, it comes into play with insurance. There, there, it comes into play with future lawsuits from your employees. So it's, it's something that's definitely on the rise and our, our phone is starting to ring a lot more for that, that kind of service. So that's cool. So like looking at that aspect and you said something really important there, which is like, you guys obviously aren't there to get into shootouts or get, get into fights, right? You're there to deescalate. And that's like primarily what your, your job is to deescalate or see that situation before it arises. So you can get out of there and not have to deal with the, you know, the fallout of whatever's going on. But within that, like talking about this continued education training, super important, like, especially when it comes to communication, deescalate, deescalation stuff. Like how do you guys do the, how do you continue training? What do you guys do for training? Like, do you have a certain team that you like to stick with you source you know elsewhere like what do you guys do to kind of stay sharp on those skills yeah are you talking about for our, our internal training for our team yeah gotcha yeah, yeah. yeah so so what we do is um you know we especially especially lately we're we are focusing on on uh a different avenues of training so there you've got you obviously have all the hard skills you've got all the you know, all the MMA and the jujitsu and, and the combative stuff. You've got the, the weapons and tactics stuff. You've got, got all the, all the driving and, you know, all that, all the sexy, you know, kind of things that people want to gravitate towards. But then, um, you know, what I really am starting to focus on me and my partner, Nate with the guys is, is we're focusing a lot on the mindset. Um, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of information out there 
there's a lot of different companies that are putting on training. Uh, uh, us ourselves are working with uh, Yusuf Badeau and and his program. It's it's a emergence, and it's 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 literally looking at those those um, those different points that are that are going to display that something bad is about to happen. Any any sort of threat detection, we focus on. Um, and then another thing that that people don't think about is. You know, whenever you're training agents, especially to work with these high net worth individuals, there's there's a certain amount of of etiquette training that goes into that. You know, how do you wear a suit? What is business casual? What is what is driving etiquette? You know, everyone thinks that you need to go practice J turns in the you know in the parking lot and get into these high speed you know high speed uh, maneuvers, but half of it is hey, what what needs to be in the car at all times to keep that client happy? Where how are we going to you know, what, what's phone etiquette? What's radio procedures? How are we going to move the motorcade? Where are we going to pull up? So there's, there's a whole lot of things that are kind of, I wouldn't say outside the box, but they're, they're not the first thing to come to your mind. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of nuance to it. I love that because that, that brings up a really interesting point, right? Like you can be good at all the stuff that needs to be done if a situation arises or like, if for lack of better words, something's popping off, right? But um, the day to day and just like the regular stuff, like driving people around and like doing that kind of stuff, making sure whatever's in the car to make them happy is there. That's really interesting too, because I do think that's something that a lot of people overlook. And that brings me to one of my last questions I have for you here is when you're working with your clients, you know, whether that be high profile um, celebrities, you know, politicians, whatever the case is, how are you guys over delivering to them? How are you making sure that they're happy throughout the whole experience of working with you guys? Um, can you ask, ask the last part of the question again? The phone cut out for a second. Yeah, just how are you guys over delivering to the people who are working oh, with you? Gotcha. Yeah, and that's a it's actually another great question. It kind of it kind of goes to my mentality in the industry. Um, you know, for us, when we're working with a client, they may call us for a security concern. Um, but it, one of the things I've got to give it, I got to hand it to my guys and I got to hand it to my partner on this. Um, when we get called by somebody, I cannot tell you of any circumstances when a client has, has moved on to another, uh, uh, another company. And that is because we put so much effort into showing those people all the things that we're going to do for them aside, you know, aside from the security aspect. When you work with someone closely and you are focused on their security needs, there's so many other things that are going to come up that, that they did not anticipate happening that you're going to be there to solve for them. Um, and that's why I put such a heavy emphasis, especially on the customer service part with our agents um, and, and just how to interact you know, with, with these types of individuals. You know, you've, you've got to be the, the one with all the answers. If, if there's an issue at the hotel, and they're, you know, the room isn't ready, or, or there's, there's some sort of issue with booking at a restaurant, you need to be the guy on, on the phone getting the reservation fixed on your off time. You need to be the guy that always has the right stuff in the car whenever they're running late for something. You need to have those answers no matter what it is. If there's a, if there's a gap that we can stand and fill, um, you know, that's, that's what our goal is. Our clients, the, aside from protecting them and protecting their reputation, liability, all those things, 
we are basically enabling that person to be able to do what they do best. When you're talking about a billionaire CEO, that guy maybe gets paid to make three or four big decisions each day. If he has to worry about every stupid issue that comes up, or he has to, or his assistant, who is also extremely busy, has to worry about every stupid issue that comes up, then that is that is degrading their efficiency. And so what we try to do in every situation, especially when we're working closely in a close protection scenario with these people, is we're trying to do value-added services. Give them anything beyond just that security aspect, because when it comes time for these, these companies and individual clients to start cutting down on budgets, if nothing bad has happened to them and they haven't had a close encounter, um, you know, security is often on the chopping block because, you know, the, the way human beings are, you know, with nothing bad's happened, so we're fine. Well, you don't know that all the, all the bad things have been avoided because we've been stopping them or we've been deterring them or we've been seeing them before they pop up. And that's, that's something that so many clients are oblivious to. I, I just had one recently in the past few weeks. Um, there was an individual that, that we kept encountering and dealing with outside of the view of this client. And obviously, we kept them in the loop, but they had no idea how many times that, that this, this person was becoming an issue. They had no idea um, what was going on, and it's because we had been handling it. So what is it that you can give to the client that they do see? Um, it's, it's those efficiency, uh, it's, it's those efficiency steps. It's, it's getting all the, all their individual extra problems that you are capable of covering covered for them because they, they will remember that and they'll call you back. And that's, that's something that I've seen time and time again. And it's something that, that I specifically, uh, I, I think customer service is probably one of my best attributes in the business. You know, there's guys that can fight better. There's bigger guys, there's guys that can shoot better. Um, but for me, it's that one-on-one -on -one client interaction and knowing how to deal with those people and make them have a very efficient and, and, uh, and good interaction with me. That's, that is where I, I find my major success in the business as a whole. It's interesting, right? Because you brought up a fantastic point. If you guys are doing your job to the bare minimum and doing just what's expected of you, then best case scenario is nothing happens at all right? Like it's like nothing right. happens at all. Literally, like they're safe. Yep. Everything's protected. Everyone's avoided. So like, yeah, thinking about it that way, if that's the case and you are doing, you know, the lowest effort you can to make the job happen and everything's going smoothly, come down to the chopping block. They're like, yeah, we don't really need this. Nothing's been happening. They don't right. see it. When you guys do your job, nothing happens, right? That's like the thing, right. right? It's not something where you can be like, it's avoiding things instead. So when you add that layer of something that you can give people to be like, wow, these guys are really professional and these guys help me out in this situation. That's amazing. And Logan, I greatly appreciate your time here today on the show. Where can we get a hold of you? Where can we find out more information about decisive action? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if we're easy to find, man, we're on, on Instagram um, at decisive action. We're on Facebook and we also, our website is info, or our, our website is decisiveaction-us.com. Um, and then if you Google decisive action, it's, it's top page. It's, it is definitely not hard to find. And, and I, I look forward to, to reaching out and, and working with you again, Grant. If anybody has any questions, all of our emails and phone numbers are on, on all of those platforms. 
I can roll. Well, stay safe and great talking with you today, Logan. Appreciate it. All right, brother. We'll see you next time. Peace out.